The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I am the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the Founder. We're in the midst of a series titled Open Your Mind to Prosperity, which is based upon a book by Catherine Ponder of the same title. My request is that everyone who is following along with this series actually get the book, Open Your Mind to Prosperity by Catherine Ponders, many ways to get the book, and follow along with me as I teach it, chapter by chapter. Even if you're listening to this show later, maybe even years later, via podcast, iTunes, or Stitcher, make sure that you actually get the book and study it, because it does matter. Obviously, I can't teach every point in the book every pet sentence, every chapter, but I want to cover definite things to make sure that you can understand this truth and practically demonstrate it for prosperity in your life. Now, one of the things that um, that has come to me in the midst of this book is just how detailed she is in making sure that people get the, the universal principles. And once we get the universal principles, we can apply it to whatever method we use to make sure that our lives are expressing God's abundance, whether that is that reflects his money, his health, peace, joy, um, success, etc. But I want to make sure that we don't end up having hangups over money. Uh, this morning I was listening to Tony Robbins, and he's one of my favorites. I consider him the 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 uh, Michael Jordan of speakers and and in the midst of it he said that he as he was developing his career that he got to a point to where he when he was having so much success his subconscious beliefs about money kicked in and he ended up squandering and stopping and slowing down early in his career because he had hangups around money even hangups around helping people and making money from helping people. And he talked about how he had to change his state of mind. He had to change his belief systems. He had to change his emotions around money in particular because it was holding him back from benefiting uh, from the hard work that he was demonstrating on a day-to-day basis. And 
I think it's important that we understand that and then get to our whys. Why do we want to be prosperous? We really want to be clear about that because your why will determine the amount of energy. You know, you know, what type of life do you want to live? Why do you want to live that life? Who do you want to help? What do you want to do with your life? What type of impact do you want to have? How do you want to enjoy prosperity? Really getting clear with your whys, because if not, the, the subconscious mind functions sort of like a thermostat, not a thermometer. A thermometer just measures what the temperature is. It's totally dependent on what's happening outside of itself. But a thermostat determines the temperature. If you have it set on 72 and it's cold outside, the heat will kick on or turn on. And then next thing you know, it'll get the heat. If it's at 59 inside the room, the thermostat will get it to slightly above 72. And once it gets to 73, it'll cut off. Because there's no reason for it to keep rising because we set it at 72. Where if the AC, if it's hot outside and you have the AC on and it's 80 degrees in the room and you have the thermostat set for 72, the air conditioning will turn on. It will keep pumping until the room gets to under 72. And once that happens, it'll turn off. It won't do any more work than what the thermostat dictates. Well, our sub, we all have subconscious beliefs around money and your mental, physical, and spiritual efforts will be very consistent with your belief systems. So scenarios and situations will be created to keep you where you are psychologically when it comes to money. So part of studying this text on open your mind of prosperity is understanding your financial psychology, your prosperity psychology, your success psychology, really getting clear about what your psychology is. I can't say that enough. Because as I'm listening to one of the most successful speakers in the world, it amazes me that he had that hang up. Uh, but he did. When I was um, just past Sunday, the great motivational speaker, the motivator, Les Brown, was the speaker at Christ Universal Temple. Now, this was a person that was that was cultured, trained and developed at Christ Universal Temple at one point ordained by the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman. And he took what he learned in metaphysics and took it into the motivational self-help speaking circuit. And he said on the platform that there are companies that pay him $30,000 an hour to teach or speak. Now, What type of psychology do we need to develop to be able to make $30,000 an hour? Because the, the, the avenue doesn't matter. It's the consciousness. Because if you have a $30,000 an hour consciousness and ability, let me add that. But sometimes it doesn't even add up to ability. I've seen some people 
who are in different fields who I was like, well, that person might not be that great, but they've earned it one way or another. They might not be as good as they used to be. But you might end up getting a Kobe Bryant contract. What do I mean by that? Kobe Bryant was great for 18 years, 19 years, and that last year, not so much because the injuries, age, and all that stuff caught up with him. But his last two years, he made $24 million. So he earned it by talent and right of consciousness. But let me just get back to the point of, as Les would say, being a person that was born in an abandoned building with a twin brother, being raised by an adoptive mother, being labeled educable, mental retarded, as they called it back then, being held back in the fifth grade, failed again in eighth grade, would be a person that is being paid $30,000 an hour. And when he left church, he was going somewhere to speak for that amount of money. So what I really wanted to investigate, want you to investigate is, what is my financial psychology? What are my real core beliefs around money? Because if I study and study and study this stuff and never get to the place where I'm really, really feeling as though I'm making breakthroughs, then maybe we need to go back to the chapter where we start talking about cleansing and forgiving and releasing. But as you work through this book, you're going to bump up against yourself. So let me say this, without a doubt. As Napoleon Hill would say, don't have any compromise with poverty. Don't let not having enough and not having enough to do what you want to do become a comfortable place for you. As Raymond Charles Barker once wrote to paraphrase him, because I don't know if this is exactly how he said it, but this is the gist of it. Prosperity is doing what you want to do, when you want to do it, with who you want to do it with. Now, just get that. Can I do what I want to do when I want to do it? When I want to do it. With who I want to do it with. And I would add as long as you want to do it. Now, so as we get into the book about uh, chapter four, create your prosperity mentally first in pictures, this chapter is going to be talking about how to use the power of imagination to train the mind to accept and generate good in your life. Now, we have to remember that imagination, according to Charles Fillmore, and I love this definition is found in the revealing word. The faculty of mind that images images and forms the power to shape and form thought. I love that. The power to shape and form thought. So you say, well, that's great. But what does that mean? The power to shape and form thought. I'm glad you asked. In the revealing word, it says thought is a product of thinking, but then it gives a, a definition. A mental vibrational impulse. So this mental vibration, this mental energy, through your imagination, you're shaping and forming. He goes on to say in this definition that every thought clothes itself in a light form according to the character given it by the thinker. So the 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 thought 
takes on the characteristics of the thinker. Mm. So, we just need to be mindful that as we're creating thought, we also are creating... <laughs> I apologize for that. Excuse me, that came out of nowhere. We're also creating a thought atmosphere. And a thought atmosphere, according to Fillmore, is the surrounding mental climate created by each person in accordance with the character of his thinking. Thoughts of negation build an antagonistic and discordant atmosphere. Thoughts of love and, uh, and prosperity, of health and faith, create a harmonious mental atmosphere. So, you have a mental atmosphere. And that which is consistent with your atmosphere will either be drawn, will be drawn or generated from it. And that which is inconsistent is repelled by it. Because it's not on the same vibe. People who come into your space should be able to feel your consciousness. So, think about as we get into the, and I know I haven't gotten to the book yet, but I'm setting it up for the second two parts of this show. To really get what I'm saying when we start talking about the picturing power of mind. Because it might be, seem simple to create a vision board, as they call them now. Or a treasure map, as they call them now. Um, you know, Unity used to put out a booklet, I don't know if it still is, called What Treasure Mapping Can Do For You. I would highly recommend getting it if it's still available. What Treasure Mapping Can Do For You or something like that. And it goes through the details of it. Um, vision boards, people put them on their computers, on their monitors, on their phones, on their tablets. They still make them um, they still make them by hand by cutting out pictures in magazines and things of that nature. It's, uh, it's some people by visualization audios. Or sometimes videos where they're just inundating themselves with images. This is one way. Hear me? One way. Hear me? One way that you train your subconscious because the imagination sometimes likes to go from the known to formation. Now, Michael Beckwith and many other people in New Thought teach a process called visioning, which is more or less coming from the silence within yourself. To grasp a divine idea. That's different than what this process is. What we're talking about today is visualization. Back to the definition on imagination and the revealing word. He says, with our imagination, we lay hold of ideas and clothe them with substance. Mm. So that which you're holding on to, the, the, the divine potential and possibility and, and essence of the universe is shaped and formed by the images we hold in mind. That's why we can call forth those things that be not as though they were. That's why uh, in consciousness, consciousness goes before you to prepare a place for you. I really wanted to drive this home because I don't want you to miss it. In the definition image in the revealing word, page 103, it states that everything that is manifested was first a mental picture and was brought into expression 
by the forming power of the imagination. So anything that you're using, the clothes on your back, the, the your mode of transportation, TV monitor, the 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 system that you're using to listen to this show right now was once in the imagination of a human being. So that means that you have to create your wealth first in your mind. First in your mind. He says, goes on to say, this is lovely. He says, each of each one of us must not only see the image of our desires as a theory, but we must also form it into a living, breathing thing through every motive and act. So just like in the book of Genesis, it says, and the Lord God breathed into the nostrils and man became a living being. Your thinking, your word and your actions breathe life into your image. I don't want you to miss that. Into your image. You are breathing inspiration. Metaphorically. Into your idea. I really want that to land. Into your idea. What are you breathing life into in your mind right now? Because the way you think and where you feel and where you speak and why you act and how you react is breathing life into a thing. Just want you to think about that. We're coming up on our first break, so let me remind you that this show, along with all the other shows, are supported by your donations. So as you freely give, freely receive. Uh, go to www.unity.com. .fm, unity.fm, click on the donate button and help support this online ministry. If you do have a call, you can call in to 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. We'll be right back with Truth Transforms. As Unity Online Radio continues to expand its programming and outreach to the world, we count on the support of listeners like you. Please make your donation today. Go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. I'm Dr. Tom Shepard, host of Let's Talk About It on Unity Online Radio. In my studies of world religions, I've repeatedly encountered two central spiritual questions. How do we make sense of life, and how do we live it more successfully? You're invited to explore these two questions with me in my new book, The Many Faces of Prayer, How the Human Family Meets Its Spiritual Needs. You'll be amazed at the remarkable ways people have learned to pray to their gods and to celebrate life individually and as communities of faith. Learn more at unitybooks.org. Tucked away in the Unity Library archives in Unity Village, Missouri, you can find a secret treasure. They are the scripts from Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore's early days on broadcast radio. The teachings of Unity's founders, almost a hundred years old. Now, for the first time in history, 
You can hear them through the power of the Internet. Join Bob Brock every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Unity Classic Radio, words from our past. Discover the wisdom of Charles Fillmore's talks and of other Unity Radio speakers read on the air again. Call in your comments and questions as Bob and his special guests revisit Unity Radio talks of the past, along with historical background from the early days of the Unity movement. That's Unity Classic Radio. Words from our past. Every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. All right, so as we get to the book now, you can open up your book and go to page 58. And she states, the second way to create your prosperity mentally is by picturing it. The picturing power of the mind is now being rediscovered by psychologists who say the imagination is one of our strongest mind powers. Yet the picturing power of the mind is one of the oldest devices known to man for getting what he wants. But she explains about all that. I'm not getting into about how people use it in ancient days, etc. Page 59. She goes on to say the power of pictures. She says, instead of fighting problems, picture your way out of them. The picturing power of the mind turns your thinking from I cannot have this or it will never happen to me to hope belief, and finally, to mental acceptance that it can happen to me and it will happen to me. Now, get this. I love this. It takes you through phases. The picturing power of the mind turns your thinking from I cannot have this or it will never happen to hope, meaning an expectation that something can be better, belief, acceptance is true, all right? And then she says, Finally, mental exception. I would say knowing that it can happen and it will happen. It can happen and it will happen at even two different stages. It can happen means it's possible. It will happen as you know it. You expect it to show up. Then she goes on to say, we talked in a previous chapter about the substance of the universe, gold dust, which awaits us for us to mold it through our thoughts, words, and acts. We mold this substance into definite, tangible results through pictures. We hasten our good by picturing it. So, again, as I start talking about, you know, substance, one of the ways we define it here at Christ Universal Temple and in the Universal Foundation for Better Living is that it is the idea and divine mind of perfect form. What does that mean? That's just a fancy way of saying that perfect form just means that it has no form. It's unformed. It's unformed, so it can be formed. You know, even quantum physicists are saying that uh, that everything is connected out of one thing. The, their hypothesis is that there's a thing they call the God particle. That that even at the at the base level of what we call reality, and reality metaphysically means that which is unchangeable, permanent, eternal, but what scientists would call reality, the relative universe, that they're they're theorizing 
and they don't have any other theory, by the way, that this God particle is the source and substance of everything. Even multiple dimensions. You know, I was watching a documentary recently and they were talking about how um, they theorized that when matter goes away, it comes back. It actually goes to another dimension and then comes back. And then it might, you know, and string theories and, you know, multiple dimensions and that all interpenetrate each other and all type of stuff. Things that people are studying in science is, is, is Star Trek like now. Literally, you know, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, you know, within the next 100 to 200 years, beam me up. Scotty is a real thing, but that's neither here nor there right now for prosperity. Back to the book. She goes on to say generalities do not produce results because they lack substance and power. So in other words, when you're not clear, you're not getting the demonstration. Reverend Ike used to say. You must be definite with the infinite. Again, you must be definite with the infinite. How definite are you with the infinite power of God? You must be definite with the infinite. It goes on to say, she goes on to say, vague hopes and indefinite goals are not convincing to the mind. Whereas a clear cut picture of the good we want to activate, we want activates people, places and events to cooperate with our picture desires. Now, if you have a book, highlight this. I put prescription signs next to things that are important to me, the R, the RX, because this paragraph by itself says a lot. And I want to make sure that you get this. Generalities do not produce results because they lack substance. And power, vague hopes and indefinite goals are not convincing to the mind, whereas a clear cut picture of the good we want activates to say to yourself, activates, activates people, places and events to cooperate with our picture desires how clear can you get in your mind how clear can you get in your mind you really need to understand that how clear can you get it matters it matters because when you realize that you can get clear in your mind, then what that does is it also lets you know what you don't want. Because sometimes we don't even know what we want. Last week we talked about that. You know, we really need to be clear. We really need to be clear. So Napoleon Hill talked a lot about this particular um, point about being very definite and he one of the things that he was very clear about was it was the one way that a person generated money you had to make up your mind and this is just a tool to help you make up your mind but you must make up your mind 
matter of fact, it's a part of his work to the point to where when you really understand what he's about, you can get that. Because when you read the book, Think and Grow Rich, and I've been considering off and on actually teaching that book in particular because it's it it matters. Uh, it's such a great book. But anyway, in chapter two, when he starts talking about the principles of success, he says desire the starting point of all achievement, the first step toward riches. So desire is the starting point. You have to be clear. What is it that you want? He says it this way. On page 35 of Think and Grow Rich. I'm not going to read all of it, but he talks about six definite steps. I'm not going to teach all the steps, but I, you know, because if I teach it down the line, then obviously you'll want to tune in for that. Just joking. He states, fixing your first, fix in your mind the exact amount of money you desire. It is not sufficient to say, I want plenty of money. Be definite as to the amount. There is a psychological reason for definiteness, which will be described in a subsequent chapter. Second, determine exactly what you intend to give in return for the money. There's no such reality as something for nothing. Third, establish a definite date when you attend, intend to possess the money you desire. Now, I'm not going to get into the rest of the detail, but he's saying you have to be that definite. What is it that you want? What are you going to do to get it? And when do you want it by? Because what is it doing? Catherine Ponder says when you have a clear-cut picture of your good, you activate people, places, and events to cooperate with your picture desires. All right, so she gives a lot of other examples about housewives and other things of that nature, people who... Uh, and people with their jobs and people dealing with their children and things of that nature, which is all good. And, you know, you can study that on your own uh, because they're very nice stories. Uh, I especially like the one about her son uh, who was in the military. I'll just say this one who was in the military. She had taught these principles of success and he wanted to live in Southern California and he was supposed to be sent to the East Coast, but they got filled up and then people had to be sent to new other bases and he was the only one in his whole platoon that ended up being sent or group that ended up being sent to Southern California. And not only that, he was able to say that he got the car that he wanted. And he says, well, she said, well, you couldn't afford that car on your airman's income. And he said, well, mom, he said, remember the blue sports car had a blonde in it. I'm dating that blonde. She has the blue car and I'm driving it. So he <laughs> he saw the image and it came to him in a way that he could accept it. It's just something to think about. He didn't let go of the image. All right. So back to page 63. And I also want to remind you that if you want to call in, you can call in at uh, 888-558-6489. If you have a question, if you have a comment, or you have a testimony, of, uh, you work with Catherine Ponder's material and you want to share something, I would greatly appreciate it. I would greatly appreciate if a person had a, a testimony from working with Catherine Ponder's material or working with my show, 
even better. And you had a breakthrough and you're willing to share it. It doesn't have to be long, but it would mean a lot to me personally. Anyway, page 63. She said she wrote that why pictures may not work immediately. Many people become discouraged when a will of fortune does not work immediately for vast changes that will have far reaching effects. It usually takes time for the pictured good to be absorbed by the subconscious feeling nature. When it is, those pictures begin materializing. So at times you have to get to the point to where your subconscious feeling nature can accept these images. If you look at them like, mm-hmm, yeah, whatever, mm-hmm, yeah, whatever. But you have to create feelings. Again, to borrow a Reverend Ike term, feeling gets the blessing. Feeling gets the blessing. Feeling gets the blessing. How do you feel about it? Okay. Yeah, I would want more money. Yeah, I want more prosperity. Yeah, I would want more success. But are you driven by it? Are you passionate about it? Are you in love with your good? Because that will matter. Because some people have to get their breakthroughs. Some people want them. And there is a big difference. There is a big difference. So just investigate your own mind. We have to be really mindful of getting out of our own way with our feeling nature. So she goes on to say, skipping a paragraph, the picture good comes to pass as fast as the subconscious can accept it. The picture good may seem so different from the past or present experiences that it takes time for the subconscious to absorb it. This is where persistence pays off. So you have to be dogged and determined to keep those images in your mind. This is why you, the first thing you do is to write them down and then you picture because you want to make sure that your pictures are clear of what you wrote down. You write down your goals and then you don't picture it. It's not doing anything for you anytime, because your mind is all over the place. The process of writing down your list from the last chapter cleans your mind up and then writing that elimination list to make sure you know also what you don't want. So when you start making the vision boards, the treasure map and the will of fortune, as she calls it, you are actually writing it to be consistent or excuse me creating it to be consistent with what you wrote so the so the the pictures are the visual equivalents of what you wrote down just but you remember you're impressing the subconscious mind reverend coleman used to say that the subconscious mind is like a tape recorder and the and the job of the subconscious is to play back what you impress on it. You can't get something off of a tape recorder that wasn't recorded on it. You can't sound like um you know a person who can't sing and then play the tape back or the recording back and sound like Luther Vandross. Or Whitney Houston. It doesn't work like that. And you can't think thoughts of lack be indefinite. 
or uh, indecisive or justifying why you don't have what you have and then expect to produce out of that images in your mind of prosperity, health, peace, joy, and success. All right. We're about a minute and a half away. So let me remind you that this show is available via download on the website, www.unity.fm. I have a page dedicated to all of my archived shows. You can contact me. Also, excuse me, the show is also available on iTunes and Stitch and the Stitcher app. Uh, Stitcher radio app for Android phones or mobile devices uh, or on your computer. I don't know how it works on a computer, but I'm sure it works something in a similar way. You can also contact me. The best way to contact me is through uh, Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell on Facebook. Again, Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell through Facebook. I, you know, I get a, a decent amount of messages from people all over the world, other continents, other countries. And that's a good thing. Keep listening to the show. Keep working with it. You're appreciated. I'm glad that you, um, you know, contact me. Let me know how much you appreciate the work that's being done. Believe me, I appreciate every thank you. It matters to me uh, because I don't do it for the thank yous, but thank yous feel good. They feel good. There's not. I don't know a person on the planet that that's healthy minded that doesn't that doesn't like appreciation. So let me say thank you to that. Um, I also want to remind you that Christ Universal Temple is in the midst of its 60th anniversary. You can go to www.cutemple.org to get more information. We have guest speakers and singers and different variety of people that's happening this month. So if you're in the Chicagoland area, make sure you check us out. We're going to take our last break and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. Do you experience the peace and joy promised by A Course in Miracles? Or are you still struggling to truly live your beliefs from moment to moment? Let Reverend Jennifer Hadley help you focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application, by walking your talk. Experience the healing live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central on A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You've been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. All right. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. So let's get into it. So she goes on to talk about how new business can be pictured 
created through picturing. Again, I'm not teaching all of the stories. I want to kind of get mainly to the principles in the chapter. So on page 66, she wrote at the bottom of the page that she said, if you're wondering whether this man had a right to picture this property as it as he is when it belongs to someone else, remember a great truth. The word desire means of the father. As you dare to picture the God-given desires, everyone involved is blessed and guided into his highest good. Now, he's talking about somebody who was working with a piece of real estate and through working with imaging, got it for themselves. Now, I say this, I bring up this story only because at times I want us to be careful that that you both picture that which is yours by right of consciousness. I don't want anybody trying to make no treasure maps, trying to get somebody's spouse, <laughs> somebody else's money that they didn't earn uh, or anything like that. But the idea behind it is to make sure that you that it's a, that it's a actual true desire coming from spirit, not some um, selfish want. Anyway, that might be driven by the ego that might nece- not necessarily give you the good that you think you're going to get by by receiving it you know sort of like what we ministers tell people when they show up to see us and they think that their spouses uh cheating on them and then you find out that they used to be the mistress or etc like you know what behavior is going to be consistent unless something changes so if he did it did it to the person before you with you he'll do it to, with somebody else uh to you as well anyway moving right along page 66 bottom of the page also remember that the action of the mind is to picture all right so we need to stop and realize that to think is to image to think is to image be very clear about that So she goes on to say, if you're not consciously picturing what you want in a constructive way, you are unconsciously picturing what you do not want in a destructive way. And you continue to hold the problems to you. Deliberately picturing the good you want is the way to overcome all problems. So what she's basically saying is whether you believe it or not, you're already picturing your life. You already have a default. I really want that to really be present to that. Every person has a default way life shows up. Every person. Every person has a default way life shows up for you. In other words, you can study, you can do this, you can do that. But until you change that default setting in a subconscious mind, then you will make the same efforts, do the same thing, hang around the same type of people, make the same type of money, have the same relative health, um, et cetera, et cetera. Everything is basically the same. And and we react to life because we don't, It's at a subconscious level, believe that it will be different. So that's why we can get really fired up about a thing, go to the gym, work out, and then not go to the gym for the last nine months of our yearly plan. That's why we can be all fired up about studying and reading and whatever, and then the energy dissipates. It's the default kicking in. We can talk about, you know, we can go back to school and be all fired up about school and classes and whatever, and then halfway through the process, you know, that same energy and desire isn't there. Because the default setting is how dare you get, how dare you work, are trying to work to get outside of the comfort zone of of what the subconscious mind believes is your default setting. Relationships the same way. 
that's why people tend to attract similar experiences to them. It matters. It matters. So what you're attempting to do is create a new default to what prosperity is your default. Success is your default. Taking care of your body is your default. You have to create new defaults. And the way that is normally done is through intense, intentional, and consistent action. Intense, intentional, and consistent action. I'm going to say it again. Intense, intentional, and consistent action. All right. Back to the book. She talks about inheriting prosperity and many other things, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, but I want to get to page 72 and 73 and 74 because I think this is the how to do it stage. Again, not dealing with a lot of the stuff that's in the chapter as far as the story. She has a lot of great stories. This is why you have to read the book for yourself. She went on to say, uh, page 72, once the work is done on the mental plane, you can be assured your picture good will manifest on the outer plane just as soon as the time, people, and events have arranged themselves accordingly. Such details are not up to you. This is the time to remind yourself that you only have to picture a thing and bring it through rather than to try to reason it through or force results. So part of the process is as you gain the realization and you have a sense of knowing part of it is letting it go so it can do its perfect work you release it to the divine law of god or the universe or the holy spirit or whatever term you like to use because once you know it you have to let it go so the as she says the details are handled the time people and events are arranged accordingly so she gives some suggestions about creating what she calls a will of fortune these are her suggestions based upon what she taught what she did and how she created prosperity and believe me when i tell you catherine ponderer is still one of the most prosperous people in new thought without a doubt all right so she first says, keep quiet about your pictures. Do not discuss them or try to convince others to try this me- method. The word secret and sacred have the same root meaning. What is sacred should be secret. So first thing you want to do is you don't want to have to try to convince people about what you're doing. You need to work in your own mind before you have conversations with other people about them. Now, I, I've said in previous shows that I'm not the I'm not as big on the secret stuff as I used to be. What I mean by that is, you know, only keep it in your own mind and never say anything to anybody else if you have people that can hold in consciousness with you that's beneficial mastermind groups things of that nature i'm a big believer in that two i also uh think that when you have an idea or goal that requires other people to help you get it then you have to be a become a seller of yourself so i'm a big believer in being uh 
uh, of not having any shame and selling yourself or your idea as needed is guided is guided. You can't, you know, in other words, you can't be shy and, and be out on the front line trying to get success and prosperity. Um, if, if what you're doing is idea based, if it's service based, if it's, if it's based upon the compound interest of working your idea through a system to be able to bring money to you. But that's not what this process is. So I just want to make sure that I'm clear. As far as this process, first thing you're doing, because this is starting with self first before you deal with other people. So first, keep quiet about your pictures. Just accumulate them. But do this process and make sure that you get your own mind straight first. She says, second, use big, colorful poster boards if you want big, beautiful, colorful results. So go to go to a um, a teacher supply store or stores that have school supplies and get those big, colorful boards to be able to put pictures on. And with the uh, with printers and stuff, you can just go on the internet now and find pictures and stuff, which we'll get to in a moment. She says, third, use definite colors for definite results. So, she's according to her, green or gold poster boards for financial wills or fortunes for job and career success. I'm just giving you what she says. Gold, green or gold poster boards for financial will or fortunes for job and career success. Now, I can remember years ago, um, I, I had, this is probably, I don't even think my daughter was born at the time. Um, I got this gigantic green poster board because Reverend Coleman was teaching one of the treasure mapping, et cetera, on a, uh, for, on a Sunday sermon. And she gave us um, gigantic $1 million bills. And she said, take the best picture that you have of yourself looking prosperous and put it in the middle of that um, $1 million bill and had affirmations on it and whatever. And... And then, of course, so I put that on. I put it on the poster board, and I put other images on it, or whatever. And I had a picture of myself at my uh, when my mother got remarried in a tuxedo, and I was looking fly, like real fly. Uh, I have no shame about my looks, by the way. So, so <laughs> when I would go in my office and I would look at that picture, I would see myself looking prosperous. And I would see the other images around it. So I saw this million dollar, giant million dollar bill. And I saw these other images that were around it. And when I saw it, I was like, man, I look flat. That's a prosperous image of me. And, you know, I'm actually thinking about that now because I'm like, you know what? I need to start doing that again because that period of time was ex- I had explosive growth in my life as I'm playing back, playing it back in my life. Because I was very deliberate and intentional about what I was seeking to produce. Uh, uh, so she says yellow or white for increased spiritual understanding. We're talking about the color boards, blue for intellectual accomplishments such as writing a book or finishing studies toward a degree. Orange or bright lights for health, energy, and, and more vital life. Pink, rose, or warm red for love, harmony, marriage, happiness, and human relationships. She says color is important because color impresses the subconscious mind much faster than black and white can. I remember this because uh, when I first learned this uh, in a in a Bible class with a lady named Rosalie Jackson, God bless her soul, she's moved on, and she would have us do certain exercises with with um, like neon green and neon pink and whatever, and having us write stuff with different color ink pens and things of that nature. Uh, it would 
it would impress the subconscious mind because it, the color stands out. It makes you remember it. All right. Fourth, she said, use colored pictures rather than black and white on your colored posters. Always use color. Always use color. Fifth, do not cl clutter your board unless you want cluttered results. Make several boards for various phases of your life. I see sometimes people make vision boards and it just looks like uh, somebody threw a puzzle on the, gr on the floor. It's too much. It's too busy. Your mind has to be able to make clear, definite images from your mind. You have it too busy. You say, well, my subconscious mind is picking it up. Your subconscious mind is just singing. Uh, I can't say what your subconscious mind is saying. What I can say is it's cluttered. Six, on your financial poster board, put money, not just things you want. Otherwise, you may get the thing plus indebtedness. She said, you can use play money, also checks on the boards. Like Jim Carrey wrote a $20 million check to himself and kept it in his wallet. It's certain things. She says, seven, place a spiritual symbol on your poster board, such as a picture of Christ or the Bible or whatever you hold sacred. This gives your desires a spiritual protection and opens the way for you to have your picture or something better to come to you. Eight. View, view your will of fortune every day, preferably just before sleeping. The more often you view your picture desires, the quicker results will come. So that is the process. You can study it, go through the book, and work with it yourself. Remember to continue to work with it. Next week, we'll talk about how to use the spoken word, and eventually we'll get to the part where, you know, uh, the next chapter, which is on tithing. And what I'll say about that yet again is the tithe should go to where you receive your spiritual support. And so that's two weeks coming from now, but always remember that. The tithe is where you should, where you receive your spiritual support. So ministers out there that are listening to me, I got your back. We're going to teach this right. God bless you. Enjoy your day. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. God is formless, yet takes many forms. What goes around comes around. Chant the name of the Lord and be free. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ever been confused by the variety and apparent contradiction within world religions? Join Reverend Paul John Roach every Tuesday for insight into those principles held in common by all the great religious traditions in world spirituality, exploring the unity within all cultures and faith traditions. Using discussions, interviews, humor, insight, and practice, Practical advice, we will clarify the confusion and reveal simple yet profound truths. Call in with your questions and ideas and help break down the barriers that separate us from one another. That's World Spirituality with Paul John Roach. Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Peace in the presence of conflict. Love in the presence of hatred. Forgiveness in the presence of injury. 
These words are easy to say. It's challenging, though, to live them in everyday life. After all, I can make my words and actions peaceful, but I have no control over the words and actions of others. That's true, but think about it. If you, then I, then others, one by one, responded in love in every situation, the effect would be like the wave you see spread across a sports stadium. It would go on and on, gaining momentum as it moved through the people around us. I can let peace begin with me. To find a Unity Church near you, please visit our website at www.unity.org. Does music open your heart and bring you peace and joy? Experience the sacredness of sound with Rondesh Kaur as we travel the world of mantra, kundalini yoga, and devotional music. Join us for a journey into spirit, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Spirit Voyage Radio with Ramdesh. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. considered that everything you think, say, and do is a prayer to the universe? What would your life be like if you activated the power of yes? Join Reverend Beverly Molander and her exciting guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how they activated the power of yes in their lives, their communities, or even the world. If they can do it, you can too. Listen to Beverly Molander and her guests live every Monday at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Affirmative Prayer, activating the power of yes. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Every moment we live can be holy. And all we need to do to experience that state is to make the decision to do so. Everything we do can be a prayer. And by using our innate creativity with intention in every aspect of our lives, that can indeed be true. Author Carla Kincannon wrote, Creativity is so much more than art making. It is a tool for navigating through everyday experiences to find the sacred in each God-given moment. Discover Creative Spirit, Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Central Time, and experience the joy of connecting to spirit through creative expression. I'm Michelle Phillips, a celebrity makeup artist, beauty expert, self-confidence coach, and Hay House author. My podcast, Beauty and Beyond, is the place for women navigating the challenges of the aging process. Listen in for my professional advice, as well as my expert guests, as we share valuable tips, practical tools, and empowering resources to help you not only look amazing, but also live an amazing life. 
part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and available wherever you get your podcasts.